look at y'all. I'm like, what's happening? You got it. Oh, I forgot they have a big one. Yeah. They said, what the fuck? <laughs> Judging me, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. This is season two of the Black and Empowered podcast. We are back. We are still Black. We are so happy to be here and so very empowered. This podcast is dedicated to talking about all things Black. We focus on empowerment. We focus on conversations that families have with their kids about what it means to be Black. We talk about thriving in spite of experiencing racial stressors. We're going to be highlighting a ton of research. You guys hopefully know my name and my voice by now. I'm Dr. Aisha Metzger. I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, Brianna Spivey and Letitia Swigert, who are our grad students in the Empower Lab at UGA. With this new semester now, we are introducing two brand new co-hosts, two brand new grad students. They are my graduate students at Georgia State. So Georgia State University, where I am now an assistant professor in the community psychology program. So we are really excited about today's episode. We are going to be introducing our Two new students. I wish y'all had video so y'all could see them cringing right now. <laughs> but we will be talking <laughs> and introducing our two new students today. Um, ooh, and y'all don't know. So the first thing we usually do, I think we've done this before, um, just casually, is the song association game. Brianna ready to go. Oh, they look like they don't know. I'm ready. I'm ready this time. New season. I'm ready, baby. Are you ready? Okay, so. Ooh, she sounds like a dragon. <laughs> you guys, I'm so excited about this new season. Letitia is usually the one who gets stage fright at this point in the show, but she seems like she's ready to go. So we're going to. Points. I want to win. They get these points. I haven't thought about a word. Okay. Okay, so y'all know how to play Song Association Challenge, though, right? We're going to like Russian roulette it. No. Okay. New season, huh? new, new instructions. These young kids, these young kids That's don't know. That's why I'm like, how you don't know how to? How you don't know how to play song association? What? They young, they young child. They young. young. Hey. We're the same age. We literally are. <laughs> Y'all young, like I said. Babies, and you don't know. Huh? So what are we? So we'll show you guys how it's done. It's very easy. So um. We're just going to basically call somebody out. Us three will start, so it's not that unfair for y'all. And then the person who calls somebody else out says a word, and the person who they call out has 10 seconds to sing sing <clears throat> a song that has okay, that has the word in either the lyrics or the title. Okay. You can think of whatever words you want, you can call whoever you want. So Wow, I was talking all that shit and now I'm getting worried. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she get, like, she doesn't get nervous. She gets stage fright. So it's me and Brianna going for blows right now. I'm really feeling I'm winning. Um, but we're gonna start a new count. So look at our face. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna start with season two from scratch. Okay, go. Who going first? You I got a word. Can I call somebody with a word? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to call mommy. The word is karaoke. The word is karaoke? We're doing karaoke? 
I mean, I had a song in my head already. You had a song? Oh, so we need new rules. These need to be black people songs since it's Black and Power podcast. I feel like her song ain't black. Is okay, it? first of all, I have a wide range of music interests. <laughs> <laughs> I know karaoke by Drake, but I don't know how. I yeah, go. that's what I was thinking. Drake karaoke, but your ten seconds are up. That's crazy. I totally lost that because you just told me to use xylophone in a song. Like what? Man. I, 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 <laughs> man. I was thinking Drake. I have a question. I have a question. So if one person doesn't get it, does it go to like somebody else the same word or is it new word? We'll just start over. What are the rules again? Can we say it or do we have to sing it? Like can we have to sing it? Karaoke by Drake? You gotta sing it. Okay. I couldn't remember. It's been a minute. Because a lot of times it can be the title, but this word isn't actually in the song. So you have to sing it. Oh, okay. Okay. So how does that song go? And I swear I must like it. We can start over. You know what? That was kind like of it. a hard song. I mean, a hard word. We can start over. We can. We can Rewind. How about five seconds if you have to try now? I'm going to do it fast if I have to. Give me a word. Uh, okay. Me? Give me a, a word. word. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, uh, door. I was about to do something crazy. Coming up on our door. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> yours and yours and yours. Just three company too. There has to be another way. <laughs> okay, Letitia came hard today. Or maybe my brain. Uh-uh. That was hard. Okay, but y'all got how it goes, right? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna give yeah. I'm gonna pick a word. <laughs> And I want to give my word. Are y'all ready if I pick one of y'all? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want y'all to hear the singing voice of Ashanti. Your word is. I have a song I want you to sing. <laughs> Your word is diary. Just think of me as a page in your diary. Hey, keys at throwback, Alicia. Throwback. Okay, let's see who's spicy. Mm, let's see. I'm going to pass it to Bree. Your word <laughs> is crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy in love. Got me looking so crazy. Got me looking, got me looking so crazy in love. Hey. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, that's for her. Ooh, we have another Kiki episode. Y'all gotta know that's relevant. Let's go. Subscribe to our Patreon. We'll talk about it there later. Patreon. It's the way it's happening again. Cause I knew the song and I couldn't sing it. It's happening again. Ooh. It's happening again. Are you blanking out? <laughs> I can't work under right pressure. Now. I'd be like, oh, she's <laughs> nervous, y'all. She is nervous. Tisha, this word for you. Oh, Jesus. Club. Oh, wait. Okay, you can do Love in this Club by Usher, right? But I can't think of how it goes. It goes, not she counting. Hold on. Uh, we sang this in the car before. I can't. 
Letitia. Literally, all you got to say is, I want to make love in this club. I couldn't think of that. Club. It's the pressure. I can't. As soon as it's over, I can see the whole thing. Me. I do. I'm out too. <laughs> oh, I, got mine. I got like a half point. Yeah, you got right. yours. Well, hold on. Can you give Niara? Who I was going to say, do I do Niara? You do Niara. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that makes sense too. Heart. <laughs> Heart. Um, okay. Um, can it be hearted or has it be heart? Can it be a variation of heart? We can do variation. We can do variation. Um, I don't want to be without you, babe. I don't want to oh. be fucking hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't <laughs> without you, babe. Okay. <laughs> I want to play that five. Come on. <laughs> Great one. Great one. And it had heart. You did it. All right, so three, three out of five ain't bad. Good job, y'all. We're gonna continue going with our next segment. It is Black Excellence Long. Y'all, so it was a little difficult trying to find Black Excellence, but what I decided to do was I wanted to give a shout out to Young Baby Tate because Young Baby Tate really is that girl she is so let me tell y'all what happened so she performed at afropunk in atlanta last weekend and she performed as young baby tate and people was hating on her body and she is a great reflection of body positivity and body norms young baby tate don't have no bbl she has a natural body and she's very proud of her natural body so we're going to give our young black excellence shout out to young baby tate period um, I would like to, hello, I would like to slide one in there because this reminds me, young baby Tate and my sister know of each other because my sister makes music and she's performing at Rolling Loud this coming festival. Um, her name is Sherelle. You can find her on all streaming platforms and young baby Tate just made me think of that. Well, well, Instagram, you know, I like Instagram, Instagram.com slash what? <laughs> Uh, by so B Y and then Sherelle C H E R E L E, and you can see we look just alike. Let me see what she got. B Y R E L L E. No, just one L. Okay, I'm gonna say you don't know how to spell your sister name. E L E. There she is. Oh, Shout out to my best friend. She gonna be dancing at the BT Hip Hop Awards. It ain't aired yet, but when y'all see it on October 5th at 9 p.m., y'all gonna see her, period. Let's go, Ashley, underscore, be yourself on Instagram. Okay, period. Damn. Oh yeah, by Sherelle just got a new follower named Dr. Aisha Metzger. We love, okay. Can I follow her? I know you don't, you know. I know you got boundaries. You follow all my friends. What are you talking about? Don't act like you ain't got me blocked on um Twitter. Now that was a very specific reason, and we cannot even discuss that on this podcast. <laughs> Rolling on into our next segment. <laughs> that Twitter does not even exist anymore. Oh really? I wouldn't know. All right, there we go. I'm proud of you. Okay, so now we're getting into. <laughs> You're going to jail, and then you're going to hell. <laughs> Is it moi or you? Um, <laughs> you should leave. Um, moi or two? Look, y'all, 
y'all. The Spanish is popping. You mix in Spanish and French, maybe. <laughs> y'all or two. Joe is I. You would want to say me. <laughs> exactly. This girl. Wow, Wes, leave that in because that's a mess. Yo is definitely I. Y'all, I haven't taken. Okay, Spanish is. You hard. need to download Duolingo. Try again. Go ahead. Come on, let's get a sponsor for this podcast. And then maybe I will. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what did you introduce your little sisters? Yes, Take it away. we have little sissies. We have new sissies. We have, well, I guess I'll introduce, I'll say both of y'all at the same time and then we can take turns. Okay, so we have Ashanti Brown and we have Nyara Karnard. And so we want to introduce y'all to the listeners. So talk about fun facts how we know each other, family background, like how you got to grad school, you know, that whole story spiel thing. Um, it's Karenard? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Rewind. Oh, yeah, with the phonetics. I mean, you, you got I've to always been it. saying it that way. I, said it, I, I didn't hear you say it. I think I said it that way because mommy said it that I've always, yeah, I've always, always said, said it like that. Yeah. Never yeah. ever said Karenard? Mm-hmm. I've never, never said that. <laughs> I'm That's taking crazy. responsibility. That's on me. Yep. That's why I fucked up. <laughs> I'll take I'll take it. Care uh, care Arnard. But now no. she hates Karenard. Wait. Hmm? Karenard. Karenard. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was I was definitely saying Karenard. No. Damn, that's a bunch <laughs> of ass shit. That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Bernard, I love. Look at me. I like that better too. That's that's how it's funny. Yeah, I like that better. I like that. Okay, wow, that's crazy. Okay, redo. Niggas, I tell you, yikes. Okay, let me. Yikes. Okay. Okay, guys, we got new sissies. So we got Ashanti Brown and the. Why are you about to call her Niara now? That's bad. Focusing so hard on getting the name right that it switched over to your first name. <laughs> I'm going to hell immediately. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna have to cut the whole 20 minutes of the video. <laughs> first of all, we're keeping all of this in because this is a demonstration of how not to commit a microaggression. As soon as we was like, nah, we just don't call her Karinar, or we just don't. No, we gonna it. keep going until I get this shit. Yeah, right? we gonna call her Niara Kari. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do Niara first. I'm going to do Niara first so I can get it right in my head. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, y'all, we got new Sissy. So we got Niara Karenard and Ashanti Brown. So we're going to introduce them to the listeners so y'all can get to know them. So I guess let's start off with like a easier one. So what is fun facts about both of y'all? Well, hey, y'all, I'm Ashanti Brown. I'm also, well, I'm the new newbie here. Uh, I guess a fun fact about me is I'm a lover of life. I love to travel. I love all things pink. I love all things glitter, all things Beyonce, and my favorite animal is a butterfly. Thanks for having me on the show, loves. Damn. <laughs> you're, Brianna's, you're Brianna's soul sister through the butterfly. It is. Beyonce connects us all. Literally, you're not allowed in the lab unless you do so. We let it on 
Hi everyone, I'm Niara Karanard. I'm the other newbie here. Um, fun facts about me, I'm fluent in Haitian Creole and I am an MMA fighter, which is very fun. Thanks for having me as well. Here, you both hairs in the lab. I know that's right. Oh, right. My turn. Okay, so I guess we could start off. Should we start off with like family background? And then like, yeah, because I think that would transition well into like your trajectory in the grad school. So yeah, I guess like a cute little, we did a little cute stuff, but like, you know, a little intro all about me. Like this. Oh, let's see. All about me. Well, I'm born and raised in uh, from Stone Mountain, Georgia. I'm an only child. I never left Georgia. Always been here. Always proud to be from here. Period. East side is where it's at. Uh, let's see. I went to Georgia State for undergrad, completed in 2019. <laughs> and now I'm back. Like I never left. Excited to be diving finally into my research interests, Black mental health disparities, and also, what else about me? A little life trajectory. Um, <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, did you come? My sister. <laughs> did you come straight out of undergrad? What you do? How did you get here? Yeah, so after I completed undergrad in 2019, took a year off, got my stuff together, built my research interests, and then I went into my first year of the PhD program. Mm -hmm. And you work with a friend of the podcast. This is a little bit of what we want to talk about, like how we know each other. You worked with Dr. Sierra Carter at Georgia State while you were hey, there. Hey, Sierra. Hey, girlie. No. Hey, friend. Yeah, so we always, always are going to find a way back to each other, right? So I did work with Dr. Sierra Carter. I worked across research, community, and clinical settings to just improve on my, um, on my CV Brie, I met Brie in the summer um, before I came here because I was just a curious little being, uh, <laughs> always asking her questions before I applied for the lab. And so we was already sisters before the jump. She just didn't know it yet. And then when I finally came, I finally met my, my last sister, Tisha. And we here, it's up and it's stuck. I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. Life is good. I'm in a program. I got all my support with me. Oh, we do need to talk about that. I'm glad you said life is good. Let's um, we gonna give them some hope at the end of this because you are in your first year and that's an anomaly. Life is usually struggle busting, so we don't have. Yeah, you I didn't experience. We didn't experience that. We was in the front seat of the struggle bus. Okay. Well, you are in Athens. She's in Atlanta, so qualitatively, that's not why we was on the struggle bus. <laughs> <laughs> However, right, life be life, and especially first year, I do feel like that's the year where Please. blows that need to be thrown, leftover blows come jabbing at you, early ones for the transition. So, yeah, we're going to have to talk about some tips for success. But I do want to talk to Niara. Hi. So, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, I miss home. Brooklyn, New York. I'm from New York. Y'all can hear it. I don't, I don't sound like I'm from the South because I'm not. I was raised, oh, this might be a little too much information. I was raised by my moms, me and my mom. I'm also an only child. I am Haitian American, first generation. Um, I graduated from Hunter College with my bachelor's in 2017. And then a month before applications were due for grad programs, I decided to get a master's and just did it. 
got my master's from Teachers College, Columbia University and graduated in 2019. Took a year off and then during the year off, I was like, all right, it's time to go back to school, get this together. Mm-hmm. And I applied to two PhD programs only because I was like, you know, what? if I don't get into either one, then that's God. I'll give it to God at this point. And, and now I'm here. Oh, also, fun fact, again, I have a podcast as well. It's called Growing Gardenias. It's about self-love and mental health tips and just stuff that we don't like to talk about amongst each other that's awkward sometimes and just uncomfortable growing gardenias yeah that's me you need um, to put me up on there i, I was just I thinking i got some good stories yeah i'm also interested in like black mental health specifically um racial and intergenerational trauma and its effect on ptsd outcomes also just reducing the stigma in the black community and kind of developing um interventions that target the needs of Black Americans, and now more recently, after meeting with mom, Haitian Americans, because um, I also want to focus on that as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So when I was in grad school, I was very interested in within group differences. Um, so absolutely, if that's a, a personal interest of yours, we love to talk about personal and professional research interests. Um, and research is often research. So within group differences amongst Black Americans amongst Black folks across the diaspora, amongst different levels of generations. We're going to dive into it all as much as you're interested in. And I love how y'all say y'all took a year off, but really didn't take any time off because you were working. So you were working with Dr. J or Dr. Miriam Jernigan, who's also a dear friend of mine. Yes. I, so I, I found her on Instagram because I am a stalker. And I was looking for people who was doing work in the black community. And I was like, oh, let me just try and reach out. I'm like, hi, I wanna apply to PhD programs, but I need more experience. And I got an interview and then it was history from there. And then also while I was doing that, I was working at a rape center at Columbia, which is where I graduated from, trying to get some like clinical experience working with those populations. So yeah, and now I'm here with my sisters and my <laughs> I love that your podcast talks about mental health and balance and self-care. That's so important, especially as we can see, right? We all have research interests. We're all super duper busy with what we're doing in terms of classwork, whether that's teaching, TAing, or being students in your first and third years. All of our clinical work that we're interested in, either as an apprentice, as therapist right now, Latisha got 99 people on her caseload. Um, <laughs> as right a supervisor or somebody who's doing workshops and trainings it is something that we have to keep in mind in terms of how can we maintain our sanity while also maintaining some sense of productivity or feeling like our work is let me not say or and right feeling like our work is able to contribute to society and benefit those populations that one we most care about but two are often marginalized in research and clinical care so I'm glad that you're doing that work. I'm glad that you started this podcast way before you even met us so people can see, right, like this is passion that people have before they even get into PhD program. This is work that you need to be doing. So for both of you guys, you were doing work after you got your bachelor's degree and getting research experiences and building your vocabulary. So now you can see, right, 
Y'all here when they just introduce their research interests. They are articulate. You guys are developing your program of research. I'm so proud. Oh my goodness. And now, right, we're able to cross collaborate between UGA and Georgia State and really make sure that our impact is crossing over at least, you know, between these two cities and across the perimeter. And then, you know, one day we're going to take over the world with healing from racial trauma. <laughs> So, um, anything else you guys wanted to talk about in terms of introducing yourself, self-care, what your interests are? I want to hear, well, that might be for later. I want to hear them talk about their first year so far. So far, yeah. And how you've been surviving. Ashanti was smiling and said that things are going great, Niara. I know that you've been back and forth. So, yeah, tell y'all a story about. Uh, yeah, because me and Brie want to compare notes, honey. <laughs> I want to know. Well, I'll go first. I'll, I'll bring the positivity. <laughs> I'll say for me, every day is a push, but every day I'm closer to my dream self. So, I like to just show up as her, anyways. Mm. I think applying during COVID was a lot to say the least but at the same time I can also give it like a silver lining because that's when everything around me froze and I had more time to just get my stuff together and I guess with like preparing with that mindset I knew this program wasn't going to be easy at all it's definitely not for the weak um shoot it's barely for the strong but I will <laughs> say I will say my time here what six weeks or seven weeks so far has been up and down. I'm not about to share code, like no happy-go-lucky experience because that's not what it is. But I think at the end of the day, it really depends, like it really matters how you approach um, the adversity in the program because there's normal, there's normal hardship and there's like, whoa, this shit is insane. I don't think I've hit that point yet personally, but I will say sticking to like my self-care regi um, regimens, going to the gym, making sure I eat it like when I'm supposed to eat, reaching out to my support team, my loved ones. It keeps me grounded because at the end of the day, yeah, we're we're students, but it, we're not 24-7 around the clock. I think it's very important to remember that at the end of the day, you are an individual and you are a special individual before you came into the program. So I guess keeping that in mind helps me stay grounded even when I'm really down and out for a week uh, <laughs> doing schoolwork. So I'll say that. And earlier this week, you, you said that you felt like you were jamming 80 hours of work into a 40 hour work week. Mm -hmm. Could you talk about what that experience has been like in kind of your yeah. first? <laughs> I'll say, this is the most demands I've ever had from anything in life, just to be transparent. Like everything has usually come very easy for me. So to be like aware of different hats, to be pulled in different directions is very new to me. So finding 48 hours of demand to do in 24 hours was a challenge. So again, I'll go ahead and just advocate when you are in grad school, pick a mentor that's going to help you like level up because that's what we did in our last mentorship session um pretty much just scheduling and learning how to balance your life with schoolwork I think when you finally get that groove and that pattern and what 
and finding out what works best for you. That's how you can truly thrive in the program. Do I have it all together yet? No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully by there's no telling next year or even the year after that, I'll have a little bit more experience under my belt where I'm not so disheveled and uh, <laughs> down and out. So I'll just say that. Not disheveled at all. I want y'all to know what this girl has when I when she talked about her calendar. This thing is color coded. It has all of her classes. It has all of her meetings. It has the time that she's going to be spending doing homework as well as reading for class and her own personal research and her fellowship application and the papers that she's writing for other people. So it is a tremendous amount of stuff to manage in your time and your day. And what you're saying is absolutely right. I love your little self-care toolbox. Those were absolutely critical and important things that, especially when you're in grad school, look at this cat in the screen, y'all. Especially when you're in grad school, it's so important to make sure, right, that you are, you said eating, but I mean, and Brianna, the teacher will tell you this, sometimes people got to call and just say, hey, have you gone to the bathroom today? Right. So just making sure that you are taking care of yourself, that you are finding that balance while trying to cram in so much work into what else it is that you have to do. So Niara, how has, how has first year been for you? Well, um, it's or maybe you should start from before first year. So we could tell them how our bamboos would do. You told a little bit. <laughs> Planning on going to UGA, you came early. Yes, so I came to Athens May 25th from Brooklyn, New York, um, alone without my family. But wow. <laughs> I was supposed to go to UGA, found out um, we had an option of UGA or GSU. I was going to stay at UGA, but then um, it was getting a little difficult. I'll just say that. So then I decided to go to GSU. So part of that transition was looking for places in Atlanta, which was not easy, difficult, hot mess. So I found a place in Atlanta and it just, yeah. Um, so fun fact, oh, another fun fact about me. I am very afraid of cockroaches and that's just something I can't deal with. So that apartment was just a no-no because it was like a lot, like the big flying one. So that was a no. So long story short, I decided to stay in Athens. I'm staying in Athens and I am commuting when I have to, to campus. So that was kind of the rough start for the first year, stressing me out, um, trying to figure out where I'm going to live. Am I going to be homeless? Then I had an issue with the leasing office that I'm, I'm with now and this apartment. It's just been a mess. Let's just say like that has been a hot mess. Um, however, schoolwork wise, it hasn't been too bad. It's definitely picking up. We're week six now. Um, I definitely have to shout out my lab sisters. They definitely check on me. Ashanti especially asks me almost every day if I ate today because I do not eat properly. <laughs> and Ashanti's like, sis, did you eat today? And usually the answer is no, but I'm working on that. And just in terms, I can kind of echo the same thing that Ashanti was saying. You really kind of have to have um, a balance because you can very easily drown if you're not on top of things. And similar to her in our last mentor um, session, we kind of went over my schedule, what I'm going to be allocating my time to. Um, and that was really helpful. So just kind of staying on top of like assignments and readings and research and just giving myself the space to like, do all these things and also sleep, make sure I'm eating 
attempting to take care of myself right now. Self-care for me is literally just finding time to watch Grey's Anatomy um, and going to Target. Like that has been the highlights of my weekends going to Target. I love Target because Target has everything. Or at home <laughs> with the decor. I just, that's what I love. Um, so that's my self-care right now. And yeah, just I'm just trying to stay afloat and just trying to stay on top of everything. But I will say, I definitely am really happy that I chose GSU because it's just been, things have slowly been falling into place, even with our cohort. Our cohort is amazing there. Um, and we all really support each other. Our professors are great. And it's just been a great experience. Minus the, the difficulties, the rough start, it seems like everything is aligning now. And I also just have the belief like everything works out for me either way. So like where I am right now is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And it was, it was supposed to happen this way. Like, this is part of my testimony. I'm gonna talk about this one day. Like, oh, it was a struggle, but I'm here. I'm taking my classes. I'm doing well. I got to meet all these amazing people. Shout out to the lab family. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been difficult, definitely, but things are falling into place and I'm staying on top of things, trying my best. And so just, I guess, a tip for like grad school when you're actually in it is definitely make sure that you are still prioritizing like your mental health and your physical health as well. And just kind of staying on top of things and don't hesitate to reach out for support if you need it. Cause there's been times where I called Ashanti like, yeah, um, I need you to talk to me or something. Cause I'm about to lose it. Even with Bri and Tisha, I'm like, yeah, I'm not having a good day right now. I'm very upset. So yeah, I would just say that reach out to your support system. They're there for a reason. And yeah, you got this. I'm going to just say, you don't prioritize your mental health. You're going to end up in the grippy socks, baby. I was laughing when she said that. Prioritize it, okay? We'll probably talk. We need a whole episode to talk about dicks. I love y'all so much. Do y'all have, um, so it sounds like scheduling, eating, what, uh, oh, checking in with your people, have people who can remind you of your strengths, who can help support you. What else do we have for first years? Brianna and Leticia? Y'all I feel me. like um, something I started doing recently, like because you be so busy first year, by the time you get home and like eat and do whatever you need to do, like it's time to go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? And then when you wake up, you're just waking up to go somewhere. And so I started waking up earlier so that I could have like an hour or two to do what I wanted to do. Like, even if you come home and, like, relax and eat, like, that's taking care of yourself in, like, a, like a, I don't know the word for it, practical way. But I also feel like you need time to, like, just spend with yourself. So I started waking up early just so I could do, like, what I wanted to do. Like, I feel like there's a difference between, like, the everyday, like, showering and eating. Like, that's practical stuff of caring for yourself. But I also feel like you should be able to spend time for yourself and have, like, an hour to be, like, okay, what do I want to do in this hour? So I, I wake up earlier now so that I can like ease into my mornings and just like spend time with myself. That's a new thing I've been doing. I had no idea. What time do you wake up now? Y'all, this is a nap queen. This sleep mama right here. I wake up at 6.30. Every day. And I be up. Yep, I be up. Out of my bed doing stuff. Wow, I'm shook. Is the sun out? No. It's dark still. But I like it because I get very, I'm just like anxious in general and I get very overstimulated. So I like waking up 
when the sun isn't up and when people aren't up because it feels this is going to say I'm not very neurotypical but it feels like quieter to me like I don't know something about knowing that everybody else is still asleep and not moving around it just makes me feel like calmer and quieter so I like you yeah I'm here. Wow. Do you still take naps during the day? I take naps, but Brie will tell you, I, my longest naps be like 45 minutes. I don't even be sleeping for that long. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go take a nap in the lab. And then I come back and then I start doing my work. Wow. Come on, self-care. I love that. Mm-hmm. 6.30. I know y'all not going to catch me before 9. 6.30. That is beautiful. Well, part of that wasn't my fault. It was the schedule that I had got on when I was locked up. And then I just kept it. Yeah. Right. And you got other sleep things going on. So yeah, you up. That's awesome. I'm glad you like it though. I'm glad that it's been benefiting you. Brie, what you got? I know you got some gems over there. As far as like navigating first year, I think major things for me were similar to what Ashanti and Niara were saying, but like really depending on your support system, which I know like Niara, you're far from home. And so like reimagining what your support system looks like here. So like being able to have your at-home support system, but also having one here is also very important. I think also being honest when you're struggling. So like, I feel like a lot of times people feel like they can't do that or they feel like it looks bad because the other people around them aren't doing it. So being able to be honest and say like, hey, I'm having a hard week or hey, I wasn't able to get something done and being honest about that. And then I think just overall continuing to know that it's going to be hard. Like you're just going to have to grow through the process. And so like there are going to be moments that are going to test you every day and you just have to figure out how you're going to grow through those moments. And also like, figuring out how to compartmentalize. So some stuff you can't take home with you, like you need to leave it at school and like leave it wherever you are and be able to go home with a clear heart and a clear mind. And so like Tisha's doing with like having days where or having time where she gets up early to take care of herself. Like I've started to take Saturdays off. So I don't work on Saturdays at all. Like no work, no school, no laptop, no none of that. And for me, it gives you a break between the like constant go cycle of being in school. So I think just being able to find a break, even when it feels impossible and realizing the work will get done and it'll always be there, but it's not going to get done and be there if you're not there to do it. So remembering that. So yeah, you got it. This week six, y'all got about 50 more, 60 weeks. Child, they got a long way. I'm talking about 50 most 500,000 weeks. Okay. <laughs> Those were all so important. Come on, Bloom, where you're planted. That's giving me magnolia. I like all of those strategies. They're so, look at y'all cringe. You tried to make me use that as my signature first year, but I never did. Which? Bloom, where you're planted? Bloom, where you're planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think like, I don't know. I think, well, I was going to say, because me and Bree, we'd be like, what do they be doing over there? Because y'all always look really great. And so I feel like you can't tell that you'd be, no, we really be like, what are they doing over there at Georgia State? Because we, I was looking busted. But when you think about it, we were looking like that before shit 
our stuff got crazy. Because remember, I she's always like, "Oh, you so bright and shiny, you so oh, yeah. And then, yeah, and then. But I feel like, it. yeah, I was gonna give you all the compliment that like you can't tell, which I think is still a compliment. But then I was also thinking like, it's okay if you can tell too. Like I think it's okay. Like if you having a rough time and you just people can tell you having a rough time. That's all right. Because everybody, everybody in the program is going to have that. So I feel like that's okay. I feel like that's just being like honest and transparent. You know but what yeah, I think? I'm having a hard time. Hmm? I think when you're in your first year, everybody gets there and everyone's struggling, but everyone still looks this way until one person says, oh, Lord, I'm tired. And then everyone will immediately just do it. I think it's, you know, it's going to be one straw that breaks that camel's back. And then we're going to be like, oh, you guys have been holding on to a thread for so long. <laughs> but certainly, um, what I will say is that you guys are practicing self-care and that truly, it sounds like something so simple, but that is what allows you to maintain. That's what prolongs and hopefully prevents burnout. Taking either a couple hours every morning, Ashanti, we have that built in your schedule, right? Where you're going to the gym. Letitia, I'm going to set my alarm. One of these days at 6.30, I'm going to surprise you. That is, and not even with the call, I'm just going <laughs> to something so peaceful and beautiful because that is so inspiring to know. Brianna, Saturdays, come on, leave your computer closed. It's what you need to do to be able to maintain your sanity. Niara, you know I'm going to be asking you, when your uncle coming to visit? When your cousin's coming to visit? When are you going back to New York? That is just as important as being on the same grind and learning everything you're learning in class and making sure that you can continue going to class and maintain your sanity while doing that as well. But you're right, Leticia, they are. Every time, bright, shiny, cheeks on gloss, hair on fleek, like, yes. I really, I thought y'all wasn't doing nothing. I was like, what are they doing? Are they working? They overwhelmed. They are overwhelmed. They're doing a lot. <laughs> Don't let the shine fool. We, we are. Think it just, though. <laughs> and I think it just speaks to the point of like, when people ask you how you're doing, you can be honest and say, like when we got on this call, it was like, how you doing? I'm tired. Like, I'm not, that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, like being able to be honest about that because then at that point you're not hiding the feelings and I feel like we do that a lot where we just naturally say we're good when we're not and so being able to say like hey or being thoughtful in your response so when people are asking you how you're doing saying like I'm actually not doing well today or whatever like and even being intentional in that way because I know like for me my friends will do like things where we intentionally are like okay no really like how are you doing? Not the generic response, but like, how are you doing? And so being able to have those conversations with each other, with whoever, um, so you can unload because if you don't, it's all going to pile up. So I think as a lab, we've learned that, especially like, all right, we just don't have to have another episode about it, but it would, I just glad. So I was hospitalized like a month ago, 1013 against my will. And so I was doing the thing where I was like, not okay, but then wasn't saying that. And then, so I was like, by the way, I'm in the hospital. And everybody was like, what the hell? And so I feel like our lab has been very intentional about like, no, how are you doing? So every time I come in, Bree's usually there before me. Every time I come in the office, we have our little check-in about how are you doing? And I know, even though she just says like, how are you? I know it's like a, no, how are you type of thing. So I feel like 
that'll be a whole separate episode. But I do think like, I think sometimes that I felt that, let me tell you something. If y'all have ever struggled with mental health, you get tired of being a mental health friend, okay? I just, you be tired of being the one who feel like you don't have it together. And I feel like that's still normal. So especially like in the program that we're in, in the field we're in, like if you're not okay, like that's fine. And so I think sometimes people will worry about like what other people are thinking or like what their perception is, but life is hard, bro. And so like, if you're having a hard time, you're just having a hard time. So I feel like being intentional about like, if you're not okay, even if it's just like one or two people that you talk to about that, I think it's very important to have that. So that's why I'd be up at 6.30 because that's what somebody had to get up in the hospital. And then I just kept it because I thought it was a good idea. So then I just kept it. <laughs> they switched my whole sleep schedule. <laughs> wow. Wow. So yeah, so we'll have a little episode about that later for the listeners. We'll take a reset. Uh, we are trying to stick to it. We call it a tight hour today. Um, so... The next segment that we have is typically, have we done a research spotlight or is this the first one? This is the first research spotlight. So today we want to start by doing <laughs> what we um, are going to be calling research spotlight. So if you follow us on Instagram, if you are familiar with our page, we have these research spotlights that we try to do on Fridays that talk about empirical peer-reviewed articles that have been published by either us or friends of the lab. And we summarize findings and we discuss relevance to community members and lay people in our population. So we want to, again, be able to give you empirical findings in a way that are easy to digest and that are really relevant and related to our interests here in the Empower Lab. So the first research spotlight that we want to do is to talk about a article that was published in 2016. This, I believe, was either my thesis or my dissertation when I was in grad school. I'm looking at it trying to determine, um, but it is on analyzing profiles of Black college students' alcohol use and sexual behaviors. So when I was in grad school, I was a sex, drugs, and rock and roll researcher is what I used to think. Um, so I was interested in externalizing behaviors and outcomes that lead to HIV, unintended pregnancies, <laughs> and substance misuse. Um, and with that, so in addition to looking at different patterns or profiles of these behaviors, I was also interested in looking at how these patterns of risky sex and alcohol use were related to stress that students were experiencing, as well as discrimination, so racial stressors and social support. So that's all of um, what we've talked about today, actually. So thinking about environmental stress, education stress, thinking about interpersonal relationships, and how those are stressors that can lead to or certainly are associated with risky behaviors and maladaptive coping. Um, so this is an article that, like I said, we wrote in 2016 to look at those associations. So with that kind of brief synopsis, we can talk a little bit more about the article. So with the study, Dr. Metzger, aka Bami, aka Aisha, and her friends, basically, like she said, wanted to develop risk profiles based on 
college age students, alcohol use, uh, their sexual activity, as well as any other risk behaviors that they may be engaging in while engaging in those activities as well. Um, so this was done with 228 black young adults. Um, and then another goal was also just to look at whether stress, racial discrimination, social support influence these different risk behavior profiles. So from the research, there was some differences in like age and reported levels of like interpersonal environmental stress between the different groups, but across gender, socioeconomic status, academic stress, social support, there weren't any major differences. And so we can talk a little bit more about the five profiles. So the first profile was a high sex risk profile. So this is where students typically reported engaging in greater risky sexual behaviors. Um, so that means like having more sexual partners um, and reported lower than average alcohol consumption. So reporting greater sexual risk, but reporting um, lower than average alcohol consumption. The next research or the next profile was abstainers. So these were students who met this risk profile because they reported lower than average rates of drinking alcohol, number of sexual partners, and drinking before sex. So these were the people who weren't really engaging in those risky behaviors, um, such as drinking, engaging with sexual partners, or drinking before sex. The next one was low risk. So these were the people who um, were slightly lower than average rates of alcohol and sexual risk factors. So they weren't at as high risk as the other group that I mentioned. The next one was the alcohol risk profile. So these were the students who reported frequently binge drinking um, and also had a greater likelihood of engaging in drinking before sex. And they had a lower number of average like sexual partners. And then the final profile was this mixed co-occurring risk. So we talked about examining like risk behaviors and the co-occurring risk behavior. So this is the final profile. So this is the group that kind of encompassed everything. So they had the high frequency of risky alcohol and sexual behaviors. So they engaged in greater alcohol consumption. They also engaged in binge drinking and they also reported having greater than average numbers of sexual partners and frequency during sex. So that was the five profiles. Ultimately, this is great research. Of course, this provides information about the risk and stresses that come. Whoops, just kidding. I shouldn't be doing that. Ha, ha, ha. Bye, bye, bye. I realize. Sorry, I just be talking to y'all. Okay. <laughs> Brie has to go lead a group and be a clinician. So she's going to leave us early. Thanks, Brie Brie. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Have a good group. Y'all see how hectic grad school is. So literally we said tight hours. She has another meeting that she has to log on for. So when we talk about, I think Leticia, you're about to discuss the findings. I just want to kind of explain them really quickly because I realized that we kept saying profiles, which is the type of analysis, um, but that we want to kind of tell people what the analysis means. So when we talk about profiles, um, really what we're describing are patterns that exist in the population. So what Brianna just discussed is the fact that we could tell that amongst the uh, individuals who took our surveys that say we gave it to 200 people. Amongst those 200 people, there were a specific subset of the population that looked similar in their risk behavior activity. So we could tell that there were some that were just 
having more frequent um, sex and having um, more sexual partners. We could tell that there were some groups who engaged in more frequent binge drinking and who consumed alcohol more frequently as well as those kind of abstainers. So I think what was promising about this research is that when we talk about mixed risk, so those who were engaging in risky sex and alcohol use, that was only 4% of the population at, or of the sample at this time. So that was really encouraging. And then to see that I think low risk was like 30%, and almost 44% of um, emerging adults at the time that we collected this data were abstainers. So um, while we were able to identify those patterns, I think what um, Letitia is going to talk about is how we can tell that the patterns are associated with these behavioral outcomes that are important to us so that we can then right, um, determine how to intervene on our coping mechanisms or our coping processes in spite of these stressors that we might face. Yeah. So basically, the results supported, well, all of it, and the results supported this connection between risky alcohol use and sexual activity, which I feel like if we're going to be translational, don't be lying. When you be at the party, at the function, you had a little drinky drinks, you know that people be looking better than they are, okay? And I know it be some instances, don't be lying, it'd be some instances where you wake up the next day and be like, damn, that's crazy. And that's basically what this is talking about. Occurring, um, right? Yeah. And to position this, I guess, like in, in like our research, so we know that because of racial stressors, like black college students are at a higher risk for being stressed out and not maybe coping um, in a healthy, positive way. Um, and so that puts them at a higher risk for using alcohol and sex to cope. And so basically it's an important, it highlights the importance of examining things like this together because they're often co-occurring or one can influence the other. Um, and it can sort of help us alter our treatments or think about different treatment strategies and treatment approaches to sort of um, address those risky things. Because with risky behavior, like with risky sex, risky drinking, there's risk for sexually transmitted uh, infections. There's risk for drinking and driving, having drinking um, like substance use problems. So all these things are things that we want to be thinking about. We think about the stress of college in general, but if you situate situate that within the black population, it makes it a little, a lot more stressful than it is for other people. Mommy, did you feel like there were any other implications for that? Other than no, I think you're absolutely right. I think that I actually like that you mentioned the Black student population because I was describing this and talking about the patterns as if they are across um, groups. But again, yes, these were within group analyses. And that is to say, right, that we have this disproportionate risk for these interpersonal stressors, but also these racial stressors. And that's how it might be associated with our maladaptive coping. I'll say I'm glad that you guys are coping in healthy ways. I'll say that, right, um, thinking about how these experiences can impact us, we do need to be certain to continue using our coping skills, using our, you see that we, we looked at social support and the protective role of that. So we need to make sure that we are engaging with our families, our friends, our new friends, our cohorts, maybe, right? So non-traditional people or new people um, and just being open-minded to receiving support in the very different ways that we're going to now need support as you 
um, are transitioning in your careers and in your graduate education as well. Okay. Well, Yara, Ashanti, any thoughts before we wrap up? I'll just say I'm happy to be here. The love is always felt uh, through this. Well, I won't even say lab. I'll just say this family. Um, the year itself has been hard enough. So just to have y'all here through this like life uh, journey makes it all worthwhile. And I'm also definitely just very happy to be here and happy to have met all of you and in case I didn't know y'all stuck with me forever and I'm very happy that like this is definitely um feels like home away from home despite the rough beginning so I'm happy to call y'all family and yeah thank you we love you love y'all thank you guys for joining us everyone who's listening just know that they are going to be back we're certainly going to also link Niara's podcast because we love sharing and amplifying good work that's being done in the community. And as you can hear, right, self-care is so important. So knowing that she's an expert in that and in mental health and she's emerging in her research background pertaining to both of those areas. Certainly, y'all, please listen out for that podcast. Um, please continue coming back here to join us for our podcast. I do want to remind everyone that if you have any questions, comments, concerns, we do want to do a mailbag episode. We do want to be able to answer questions at the end of our episode. So please send your questions to the empowerlab at gmail.com and we'll do a Q&A as soon as we're able. Oh, wait, I was thinking, I think we should thank Dominique um and Wes so Dominique puts our episodes together she organizes it for us because we just be running around like chickens with our heads cut off and Wes is the person that makes it all cute and put together because we be up in here cussing messing up I said Niara's name wrong 50,000 times um we be having to run it back so thanks guys because the podcast really wouldn't happen without them Yes, we love you guys. Dominique's our producer. Wes is our sound engineer. Ian as well. They introduced themselves on episodes this summer. So certainly, you guys, if you haven't checked out those episodes, go back and listen and get to know our team. Karen also has introduced herself in a recent episode. So we are really excited to be growing and to be able to continue this work. And we, listen, could not. It's impossible. Even scheduling these um, podcast recordings wouldn't happen if it wasn't for Dominique and Wes and other people that we have. Oh, shout out to Liana. She's the one that puts this on our social. Period. Y'all see our Instagram. Liana. That's Liana, honey. Yes, Period. we love that team. We love the work that we're able to do and have no idea how it would happen without you guys who were supporting us as well as our listeners. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking around season two y'all episode one we did it bye guys bye guys thanks for listening bye